today, like Karen said, we've got a busy day coming up, so I'll try and keep this a little shorter than normal uh, in, for 10.30. Um, but I want to talk to vision, to some of the things that we talk about here at St. John um, on a regular basis, and, and to help us maybe step into a little bit more of understanding um, where we're coming from, what we're trying to do, um, and how it is all biblically based. Um, as we already have uh, this morning, and we do every morning at, at 10.30, uh, it, we, we explicitly pray up, in, and out. Um, and at our earlier service, the 8.30, we, we tend to do that more implicitly. But what does it mean? Where, where do we get this idea of up, in, and out from? I want to start that answer um, by reading from Scripture. Um, and if you've got your Bible with you and, and you want to open it up, I'm going to read from, from Luke chapter 6, and I'm going to start at verses 12. Now during those days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. The he is Jesus. And when he came down, he called his disciples, and he chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, and James and John, and Philip and Bartholomew, and Matthew and Thomas, and James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He came down with them, and he stood on a level place with a great crowd of disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their uh, their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for the power came out from him and healed all of them. Okay, so we are a church on a mission to see lives transformed by the good news of the gospel. And we do that by following God, sharing life, and loving neighbor. And this vision that we have of following God, that's putting him first in everything that we do, of, of sharing life, that's growing together, helping each other out, um, and encouraging each other to become and to step into being more and more like Jesus. As we walk on this pathway we call discipleship. And then loving our neighbor. And that's being part, really, of what God is doing out there in the world. Okay? Going to the places we feel called to go to share that love. So let's look at why, then, we live in this model, up, in, and out. Why we pray that way. Well, firstly, as we saw from the Scripture reading, it's the, what, it's the way that Jesus did it. It's what he modeled Okay, that's what Luke 6 there is showing us, is teaching us. Verse 12 tells us that Jesus went up the mountain to spend time with the Father. 
And that's the background of what we then refer to as living an upward life. Okay, there are many other um, occurrences in Scripture where Jesus retreats, where he goes to spend time alone in prayer. Okay, um, it's something he modeled. It's something that we should want to do. Something that we should try to emulate him in. Okay? Because we believe that spending time with the Father helps us and encourages us to then do the other things that we are being called to do. And up is both a corporate thing and an individual thing. Okay? Right now we just worship together, singing songs of truth, We've connected in prayer. That's all part of our upward dimension. Okay, Just because we are gathered together doesn't necessarily mean that we're, we're in. And we'll get to that in a little bit. We can be corporately up or we can be individually up. And it's important for us to be doing both. The links that we have... to what we believe, to Scripture. It's about living the right balance. It's about having things in the right way, having things in the right order. Um, and we talk about a balanced life as well, how we like to, to go out and, and to work from rest, not to rest from work. Okay, it's important that we don't burn ourselves out and then just collapse on the couch. Okay? I, I seem to have been doing that quite regularly lately. And I know it's not healthy. It's much better to have that rest and then to go and work from it. Because you're much more productive and you're much more fruitful. As we just sang in Lee's song. And as Luke alludes to here, Jesus, because of that time that he spent up, he was able to then gather people together who followed the vision. And out of that, bear much fruit. And a great place for you to go for some extra study on this if you want. And we'll probably talk about this at some point again in the future, probably in the near future, uh, is John 15. Okay? It's a very simple message of John 15. Bearing fruit and how we make sure we can be in that position to do so. So after Jesus has had that up time, that, that time where he is able to connect with the Father and to, to be prepared for what is to come, he comes down the mountain and he chooses his disciples. Okay? And 12 of them he appoints to be apostles. Okay? Much more than just 12 disciples, but 12 of them he chose to be apostles. And those 12 are his, his kind of his family, his extended family, who he's really wanting to pour into. And if we read this story in Mark, and what Mark wants to say about it, well, Mark adds a little bit more information. And he says that, um, that they were appointed that, that they might be with him, that they might um, be sent out to preach. Okay? Why did Jesus choose this group? Well, he was forming community. He wanted to spend time with those guys. He wanted to pour into them. He wanted to equip them for the mission. 
He wanted to share with them the vision. You see, the 12 saw firsthand how Jesus lived his life. They saw firsthand the expectations that he had for his followers. He taught them how to pray. He taught them how to respond to each other, how to respond to those from outside of the community that was being formed around him and then the 12 as more and more disciples gathered. And you may have heard me talk quite a bit over the last few weeks as we've looked at living in community as a series. Um, and it's a huge part of what we're about. We want to be living in community. And that's why in September, next month, we're going to be starting life groups. Okay, life groups. A time um, when people can gather together for worship, for accountability, to live life together as Jesus and the disciples did. They're going to be a key part of everything that we do at St. John. Um, and if you, I'm hoping by tomorrow's newsletter, I'll have some stuff ready to get out there. If not, it'll be next week. Um, we're going to start letting you know some of those groups. I think we've got five ready to go. Okay, with the leaders in place, the pattern is set. And so we're going to let you know. This is when, this is where, and then the onus is on you to get involved in a community. Okay, it's part of that three-dimensional model which we are trying to follow because it's what Jesus did. And our job as a disciple is to model Jesus. He lived his life with the twelve, and part of that was teaching them. Part of that was, was just sharing life with them. It was sharing the kingdom. Because Jesus, he never lost sight of what, um, of what his vision of the Father was. What his mission actually was going to be. And a lot of that is referring to, to kind of the push to move out to be outward-facing, outward-looking. Outward and, and, and that's where kind of Luke pushes into in, in the last few verses that I read, because it showed that his disciples saw Jesus doing what? He saw him teaching other people from all across the area that were not already his disciples. He saw their healing, curing disease, casting out demons, yeah, sharing the kingdom, with those who yet did not know of it. Because that vision of the Father, the reason that Jesus had been sent, he never, ever put to the side. It was core to everything that he did. And I've spoken at some length over the past few weeks, like I said, about God's desire to be reconciled with his whole creation and how we have been saved not for our own benefit, not for our own benefit, but for the benefit, well, the benefit's the wrong word, but for the, we've been saved because of what he wants to do through us. Okay, we've been saved because of what God wants to do through us, which is reconcile the world to himself. How are you able to do that today? How are you able to live in to doing that? That's part of modeling what it is to be a disciple. 
because we want everything, everything that we do here at St. John to connect to that vision. That vision that we have. And there may be some good ideas that people have. But if they're not connected to what we feel God is calling us to do, then we're not going to do them. Okay, Mark Batterson says, I'd rather have one God idea than a hundred good ideas. Okay? We need to connect everything to that vision, that we can invest in it. And this model of up, in, and out, it's important that we really grasp it, that we spend time with it, that we, that we really think about it. And for every single one of us, it's important that we get it and we live into it, because that is the model that Jesus has given us to live. And as we continue, we're reading in through this Luke chapter 6 and the verses that I shared with you, you would have seen there was a flow. And I've, I've kind of touched on this a little bit already, that as he spends time up with the Father, Jesus is then, from that time, making decisions that will impact his life and his ministry. And out of that... He then has a community around him to go on mission. Okay? It's important that we center everything around what we are hearing from God and that impacts us collectively as a community and as the communities that we have within the bigger community so that we can go out and fulfill the mission to which we have been called to live. So I've got a question. How do you feel, as a church, we are doing in each of these areas? Where is it that we need to maybe plow a little more energy? Where is it that we need to get better? Where are our shortfalls? Which area are we best in? Which area are you personally best in? And we need to be honest with ourselves. Because if we're not honest with ourselves, we're never going to get any better. If we're not honest with ourselves, we're never going to live into following the model. We're never going to, um, I say this carefully, we're never going to succeed. So that question is for you as well as us. How are you stepping into following Jesus in each of these different ways of life? these different dimensions. And where do you need to learn? Where do you need to grow more? Because this is the way we are called to live if you truly believe yourself to be a disciple. We're on a mission. And we're on the same mission that Jesus had. And that means we need to keep reminding ourselves constantly and challenging ourselves to have a missionary mindset. A missionary mindset, which for me to say this on a day when we're going to have a congregational meeting might kind of get some hair standing up on the back of your neck, might make you feel a little like extra challenged. And Okay, that's good, but I feel like I really need to say it. We need to have a missionary mindset, which is over and above a member mindset. Because we are a church who are on a mission to see lives transformed by the saving power of the gospel. And we do that by following God, by sharing life, and by loving 
our neighbor. That mission, if we put it in other terms and we look at that scripture, we'll see in, in, in Matthew 28, the Great Commission, to go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything that Jesus commanded us. Okay? The pattern, remember, is that we have to be connected to God. We have to be growing in our gospel fluency, in our knowledge of the Father, so that... We are able to better help equip each other and grow closer together as a community and as communities of the bigger community and that together we can operate as an extended family who are on mission together with regular patterns and rhythms of discipleship and service. Now, I've mentioned the word disciple or said discipleship many times, and some of you might be thinking, well, what does he actually mean by that? Because I've heard so many different definitions, and I'm not quite sure. Well, I'm going to clarify that very simply and say that discipleship, and I've borrowed this from a guy named Caesar Kalinowski. He says, discipleship is movement from unbelief to belief in all areas of life. That is what discipleship is. We are all at some point on the journey. We all have unbelief in our lives. And we all have to move to full belief. That is what the journey of a disciple is. And where we have sin in our life, we've got to look at it as unbelief. Because where we sin, okay, where we, where we, where we act out sin, that's that not fully acknowledging the truth of God. Because otherwise, we wouldn't go in the wrong direction. We are broken in, in terms of, of our lives. We all have brokenness. We all live in sin in different ways. But we've got to come out of that. We've got to move to belief on the truth of what God says about us and our identity. And out of that, what he is calling and asking us to do. We've got to move toward belief. We're all called to be disciples. We're all called to be disciples that go and make disciples, as the Great Commission has told us. And I put this a different way and ask you a question. How do you identify a mature disciple? The short and simple of it, a mature disciple makes disciples. Okay? You might think, great, I'm a, I'm a mature Christian. But I've said this many times. The church, in my opinion, globally has, is failing because it's all about making Christians and not about making disciples. Okay? A mature disciple, you can tell a mature disciple because they make disciples. Following the model of Jesus and how it moves and how he wants us to emulate him. So let's live into this vision that we have as a church, which we believe God has given us and called us to. Okay? To be a church on a mission 
to see lives transformed by the saving power of the gospel. Through following God, through sharing life, and through loving our neighbor. And we need to do this concentrating on that word mission. We are missionaries. And to be a missionary is much more important than being a member of St. John Church. That's where we are being called to go. We are being called to be missionaries. Because I'm going to say this. I don't believe God could give two hoots that you're a member of St. John Church. I don't think he gives two hoots. But he does care if you're stepping into the things that he's calling you to, to be a missionary, to share the gospel and to see lives transformed because that's what he's called us to do, to join in his mission, to be part of what he started and what Jesus came to model, to reconcile all to himself. And we need to do that by truly looking at ourselves, by truly looking at what our identity is and out of that flowing together in worship and in mission so that we can take out that gospel and truly be kingdom operatives. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you so much that you sent Jesus here to earth to show us the best way to live, to show us what it is that we should be doing, how we should live, how we should pray, how we should share the good news. Help us to invest collectively and individually in time with you, in learning and growing in gospel fluency so that we can just share that where you lead us, where you guide us, where you place us, whether that be uh, small times at work where we might be able to have a quick conversation, whether it be sat having a coffee in a coffee shop or, or out for, for, for lunch or dinner and somebody just hears something in our conversation and asks a question. Lord, you work in so many different ways and sometimes we don't understand them. And that's okay, we don't need to understand them, but we need to be ready to respond. And so help us as a church prepare and equip each other so that we can take the good news of the gospel into our community and really see lives transformed. That's our prayer. That's the vision which we believe you have given us. Lord, help us step into it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.